Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, wanderlust-filled protagonists, mysterious countries with unique personalities, the cruelty of life, melancholy moments, and a very familiar premise. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Listener discretion is advised. Spire and Manga Review, episode 470, Wandering Witch, The Journey of Elena. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Monger View. I'm your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjourno, and what's up? Hope all of you are doing well out there and hope you're excited for another fun-filled episode of this wonderful podcast. And I'm excited because we are 30 away from episode 500. Yes, that's right. I've been doing this for over 500 episodes and I'm excited to get there. But beforehand, if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Spirekin, or some podcasts and vain reviews about connectedly enhanced narratives, is a geeky podcast where we talk about various nerdy subjects depending on the show you're listening to. Since this is the manga review, obviously we're talking about manga. I tell you the art style is, the overarching plot, the characters, the production quality, and most importantly, if it's worth investing your time in or not. You have to agree with anything that I, my co-host, say, but we try to be educational, enlightening, exciting, and most importantly, entertaining. You can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spirekin.com. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, and various other social media sites. Just type in S-P-I-R-A-K-E-N in the search bar and I guarantee you find us one way or the other. If you have any questions or comments or concerns, you can email me personally at Zan, that's X-A-N, at Spirekin.com, or you can tweet me at Spirekin. And if you like what you hear, remember to support our Patreon, help us create more fun content for you to enjoy. And speaking of Patreon, to all my society members, welcome. How are you guys doing? Hope you're excited. Anyway, one more thing before I forget. If you are interested, we have some new podcasts coming out. We have some of our movie reviews. We have a couple of game reviews. And to top it off, we have a very fun con report coming out about Anime Boston 2022, where I was a feature panelist. So stay tuned for that. And with that in mind, let's actually get to the review of the episode. Because if you remember from that last episode, I spun that one, that only, The Wheel of Manga. And it dictated on me that reviewing a manga that was written by Jurai Shirashi. And... This is actually an adaptation of a light novel, so there's multiple interpretations. There's an anime, the light novel, and we reviewed the manga, which was illustrated by Itsuki Nanao and published by Square Enix. Uh, it's released by Square Enix in Japan and in the U.S. by Square Enix, so not that hard. This originally came out 2018, still coming out now. There, It's a shonen series that has four volumes currently out, a pretty popular anime series, and most importantly... It is an adventure fantasy slice of life series that is known simply as Mahono Tabita or Wandering Witch, The Journey of Elena. And so, this manga is an interesting story about a young girl named Elena. And she has been reading stories about something really cool and awesome. It is the story of Nike, a witch who traveled around the world and saw lots of things. So Elena wants to follow this and become a witch and travel. She doesn't want to stay at home. She wants to do her own thing, and that's what this is about. She's trying to discover herself, discover her path. And she ends up becoming the youngest apprentice witch to ever pass a sorcery exam. And that intimidates a lot of people. Eventually she does become a full-fledged witch, the Ashen Witch, and this is her stories as she travels from country to country, and she finds out about these worlds and whatnot through various adventures and misadventures. Now, if you are like me, this sounds oddly familiar. A young girl who leaves home and travels from country to country, spending no more than three days in a location with weird magical powers and or technology where the world is not as nice as it should be. 
huh, where have I heard that before? Oh yeah, Kino's Journey. This is essentially a an adaptation of Kino's Journey where they've changed some things around. Instead of it being about a girl who has guns and a talking motorad, it's Elena with her magic powers and her broomstick, which at one point actually becomes anthropomorphized. But for the most part, it's just her dealing with this world and examining it. And it's kind of fascinating to see all the things going on because she is the Ashen Witch. Everyone knows who she is because of a brooch that she has. In her first adventure, she ends up actually getting the brooch stolen from her by another girl who is named Saya, who wants to be a witch, but she can't, so she's going to fake it, and then eventually Elena helps her to become her own witch. And she ends up graduating and becoming later on the Charcoal Witch in reverence to the Ashen Witch. It's kind of cool, see? And it goes into this and other stories as well. The second chapter is about her origins, which is her meeting the Stardust Witch Fran, and her learning from this very unique style of essentially, you're going to clean, you're going to clean, you're going to clean. That's how this works. You're going to clean, and that will make you a better witch. But in actuality, it's, she just needs the confidence to better herself. And... There are tons of little vignettes and stories about all the things she goes through. Uh, from one world where it's, or one country where it's, uh, everyone can't lie, to a world where there's only a mysterious amnesiac princess and a dragon in this entire kingdom that's been destroyed. And the truth of what happens is kind of horrifying. And like Kino, this manga does not shy away from the darker elements. There is an entire story about a sister who finds this flower that turns her into a flower and she wants her family to stay away, but someone ends up getting involved in it. There's another story about a castle that is filled with these very angry inanimate objects that have been in so much disuse, have been abused so much, they've become alive and they torture humans because they don't want to be thrown away. They want to just be repaired. It's kind of like a very screwed up version of the, the objects in Beauty and the Beast. It's kind of messed up, but it's kind of fascinating, too, in a weird sort of way. But And there's an entire one, which is kind of funny, where she ends up faking things in order to get money. Because someone says, oh, she's a fortune teller. We're going to make her figure out what's going on. And she fakes being a fortune teller by setting things up. Like saying, I can tell your future. I can tell you where you're going to find this person. Here, stand in this location right there. Then a minute later, hi, I, I'm a fortune teller. I can tell your future. I know where you'll find the love of your life. You're going to go here at this time. Pretty much setting fate and making it work. And it's kind of clever with that, where it has all these little elements, and it does deal with the darker elements, but she doesn't really do anything. It thinks she's only attacked one person, and that's in defense. Unlike Kino, where Kino's very, she will kill someone immediately in her book. So there is differences. And I do like this story. I think it's very, well, it's not original, but it's something that is, it hits that spot of wanderlust and slice of life where you're seeing things, because the world is so different, and it's so whimsical. Because there are such unique things, like the City of Witches, where all the houses are completely short because they don't want to have broomsticks on the street, so you have to go above. But when you look above, all the houses, all of the rooftops are displayed differently, and it gives a beautiful art scene. And it gives you, it delves you into this world that's very wonderful and horrible and i love that you're brought into this but let's get into some of the other elements now production quality it's a manga it's okay it's well released square enix did a great job with this it's a standard cover and it is a little hard to find i'm not gonna lie um 
you have to order it generally to get a hold of it. I had to pull some strings to get my copy. But overall, it's not, not the best thing ever. It's got this older style, which I do appreciate. But just something seems off about it. I don't know. I, I just don't know. Something, it just, it's not... It should be appealing to me in drawing, but just something seems off. I love the fact that you have actual backgrounds. It's not just the white scenes. Like, for example, this... There's an image of when Elena first meets the Stardust Witch. And it's got her in the background where it's got a full forest grove. If you're watching the video, you can actually see it right there. And then you have the Stardust Witch and you see all these flowers behind her. And it gives it a really nice look to it. But then on the other hand, there's sequences where it's just white background. And it just doesn't fit when you have this elaborate, beautiful background. And then suddenly it just goes, we're going to be lazy in this panel. We're not doing anything. They could have just put a little more effort into it. It feels very inconsistent. Now, like I said, the story I really do enjoy, even though it does feel like a slight copy of Kino's Journey. The design quality, it's okay. The art, some issues with. And overall, I do like this story. I really do. But just something seems off. I don't know why. Um, and there's a lot of parallels between Elena and Kino. The fact that they're both traveling just to discover themselves. The fact that they love their masters, even though their masters are completely different. Uh, Shisho from Kino would kill you or sell you out in an instant. Meanwhile, Fran would do anything for Kino. Even It's like the more harder lo love there. You have the fact that they're both kind of androgynous. I mean, obviously you could tell that uh, Elena is a girl. She has long hair. Kino, you can't tell. But they're very much... They could have a love interest. They might not. It might be a Yuri thing. You're not really sure. Uh, I will say one big difference is that Elena's willing to take people on and help them out more than Kino is. And that's a definite plus on its side. However, so I've read two volumes of this. And I've got to say that after the two volumes, I like the fact that it's only four chapters per volume. But then again... I wish it was a little bit longer. I wish I had a little bit more explanation. I, it's something that seems off. And for that reason, I'm going to have to give this our second highest rating of Borrow from a Friend and Don't Return Unless Offered Pocky. It's really good. It's enjoyable. It's a fun escape from reality if you want to go there. It takes you to places you've never been before, and that's the fun part. It is a traveling story. It's a bunch of vignettes. You could pick it up, read one chapter, put it down, come back. Nothing has changed. There's no continuation there's no sequels to it there's no here's part one of part 19 or here's the story arc it's just she's traveling and it's out of order and there's been several of these like this like one of my favorite of all time is mushishi i love that series that one's completely out of order but it's still a great story about ginkgo as he searches for mushi and then kino I, kino's fun and and very dark and it, it scratches that itch a little bit this one, it scratches the itch, but just something seems off compared to the other ones. And it's maybe just the art style. I'm not entirely sure. But that's why it gets Bar uh, from Friend, because it is good. It's one of those worth reading to immerse yourself, to escape into a world where it's very different from our reality. Because there's so many series which are very based in our world, and they're really fun. But sometimes you do need that escapism to get to that point, to see those things. And it's something I really do enjoy about it. It's just, it can be tweaked just a little bit more. 
And that's my feelings about this. It's still a great story. Definitely check it out. Definitely read it. If you've heard about this, let me know what you thought. If you've read this, uh, did you like it? Did you not? Email me, zansparker.com, or tweet me at Sparker. Let me know what your thoughts are. Do you think I was too harsh on this? Or do you agree with the fact that the story about Elena is intriguing and engaging? The fact that she is the only real repetitious character, except for maybe Fran and Saya occasionally, it makes it more genuine than the other series. Let me know what you think. Email me, zansparker.com, or tweet me at Sparkin. Let me know. And so that's it for this mini episode. Well, not mini episode. It's a full episode, but think that's it there's not much else going on except for that part we're all waiting for but beforehand remember thank you so much for listening to this podcast i appreciate each and every one of you remember to like share subscribe you every good comment every message just every tweet just gives me more energy more incentive and just gives me more reason to want to keep doing this podcast as long as i can i'm going to keep going until i'm an old man who has to read manga with thick thick glasses and large print but Anyway, let's get to the part you have all been waiting for, and what am I talking about? I'm talking about that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga! Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga, except no substitutes. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with ten slots on it. And what I've done is I've assigned a manga title to each of the ten slots. So we're going to spin the Wheel of Manga... Whatever number it lands on, the manga that's in that number spot. So if it's number four, for example, it's going to be one series, five, another series, so on and so forth. And whatever number it lands on, that's what we're going to review in the next episode of the Spyro Manga Review, episode 471. That is 29 away from episode 500. And i got to say, we've got some great titles on here. Um, for example, number one, the, the four, the one I was talking about, is going to be Devilman. I know, I haven't done Devilman yet. It's kind of crazy, but that's going to be Devilman. Number six is going to be Otaku Elf. And one more I'll reveal is number ten is The Country Without Humans, which supposedly is very similar to The Girl from the Other Side, but I've heard differences. But we're going to have to wait and see, so let's spin your review in the next episode, shall we? Number one. So I am reviewing a manga by uh, Umezu. This is the one which was released recently, re-released recently. It's a very dark story that is strange and unusual called Oroki. What is it about? Well, it's classic horror and it's going to be disturbing and kind of cool, I think. But uh, you have to wait for the next episode to find out. So hope you guys enjoy this episode. Remember to like, share, subscribe, support the Patreon, help screen more fun content for you to enjoy. And as usual, I'm your host, Zan. I'm Gonsville. Catch you guys next time, and keep reading manga. I'll see you later.